victory in this place. I feel victory in this place. Somebody right now, the weapon of praise is about to prevail over your enemy. Somebody move just a little bit more. Just one more punch. Just one more step. Just one more swing. Just one more lap. Just one more dance. Your enemy is about to fall. I said your enemy is about to fall. Shout yes. Shout yes. Shout yes. My God, keep on clapping and giving God the praise as the man of God comes to deliver the word of the Lord tonight. Come on, somebody. I think you ought to clap your hands unto the Lord tonight. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Why don't you give somebody a high five on your way back to your seat tonight and say, it's revival time. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Now, when it comes to eating food, there are those that eat chicken and that will eat steak, and they got their fill. And they'd put some bones on the table, steak bones and chicken bones, and they have left some meat still on them bones. I'm one of those guys that gonna pick up them bones that you left, because I, I think God's left enough chicken on the bone tonight to let the devil have a bad day. How about you? So if you've got enough in your spirit tonight, why don't we give hell a bad day and get heaven rejoicing over a church that's made up its mind? This is revival time. Praise God. Now turn to the other neighbor, smile real big, say, hey, aren't you glad we're having revival? Praise God. Hallelujah. While you're standing, if you could turn to Exodus chapter 3, verse 12 through 15, and then Isaiah 58, 8 through 17, I give honor to this great church and its believers here tonight, and I believe the Lord is establishing you in end-time revival. How many believe that in Jesus' name? So I count it a privilege to be here tonight and to be with such a great church. And I honor your pastor and their family, who I love very much. Love them with all my heart, soul, and mind. I was looking back at some old uh, pictures of the first revival we had, and I saw my son Andrew up there playing with pastor. He had his guitar, and pastor had his bass, and uh, sister Williams on the keyboard, and... Uh, 
some good old days. And so I got smiling about some good old days. He even saw the selfie picture. I remember the selfie picture that we took. Amen. Praise God. I remember them days. So, and uh, I remember the outpouring of what God was doing. I look up on the platform and I see many of them that came out of that revival that are still living for God and are doing a work for the Lord. So hell will tell you you can't survive as a young person or a new person in church. He's a liar and he's still the father of lies. Praise God. Verse number 12 of Exodus chapter 3. Most of us should know this scripture, but I'm going to read it again. And he said... Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I am come unto the children of Israel, I say unto them, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thou shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said, Moreover unto Moses, Thou shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Everybody say, The great I am. Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 8. Woe unto them that join house to house, that lay field to field, till there be no place, that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. But in mine ears, saith the Lord of hosts, of a truth many houses shall be desolate, even great and fair without inhabitant. Yea, ten acres of vineyard shall yield one bath, and the seed of an omer shall yield an ephah, but woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they shall follow strong drink, that continue until night to wine and flame them. And the harp and the vial, the tambourine, the type and wine are in their feast, but they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hands. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with the thirst. But therefore, hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. And the mean men shall be brought down and the mighty man shall be humbled and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Then shall the lambs feed after their manner, and the waste places of the fat ones that strangers eat. Tonight, for a few minutes here tonight, I'm going to preach on this subject. Two revivals. 
two revivals. Put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands in the heaven. If you're at home, lift your hands at home. And we're going to pray in the name of Jesus. God, I come here tonight to preach the word of the Lord. I come tonight to let hell know that we're still here. We ain't going nowhere. And we are believing God for the greatest revival we have ever seen in our lifetime. And everybody said amen. Now shout unto God and said the great I am is here. The great I am is here. So turn around to your other neighbor that you didn't want to give a high five to and say, you know what? It's still revival time. Praise God. I give honor. You may be seated. I give honor to my wife and my children. Love them very much. And I give honor to my great wife. She has uh, patiently been waiting for me to come home. But my wife and I, when we got married, we knew we got married and that the kingdom of God is what comes first. God in our life is number one, and we got married for the benefit of the kingdom. I know that's not very popular today, but uh, I'm telling you right now, if you're getting married, you're getting married for the benefit of the kingdom, not just for yourself. I wish I had a few more amens than that. So praise God. Hallelujah. I've come tonight that I may preach something into your spirit tonight. I didn't come to preach about issues. I didn't come tonight to sit and dwell on our current times, even though we may preach about it tonight. But I've come tonight to preach something in the spirit of this church and the heartbeat of this church tonight. So how many here tonight believe the Lord that by the word of God that we're all saved by the preaching of the word of God. Do I hear a hand clap of praise unto him? Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And is that that spirit of Antichrist, wherever you have heard, and that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. When God began to come to Moses and told Moses, I've come to deliver my people out of Egypt, he gave him his name, and his name was I am that I am. That word I am in its original translation means to be or to become or to exist. It means to come to pass. And so when God told Moses his name, that they would have a memorial for the rest of their life, it meant that God that exists is who becomes. It is God that exists that will come to pass. It is God that exists that what is to be. It is the God that exists that it will come to pass. He was saying to Moses, what existed before exists today and will exist tomorrow. What was to be yesterday is to be today and it is to be tomorrow. That God is the all existent one, that there is no other God like our God. He told them, I am the God 
of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of jo Jacob. Uh, what he was telling him, I'm the God of generation of Abraham. I'm the God of the generation of Isaac. I'm the God of the generation of Jacob. I'm the God of the 1900 century revival of Azusa Street, and I'm still the same God in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic. God changes not. We've got to stop believing that anything else is not what it is. We've got to believe that we are living in the greatest revival we have ever seen, that the great revival of the great God that is God of Israel is the same God that exists here today. It's the same God that you worshiped here tonight. It's the same God. That's why John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shineth in darkness, the light shineth in, coronavirus, the light shineth in, pandemics, the light shineth in, governments, the light shineth in. Oh, I wish somebody would preach with me right now. It's time to let the world know we know who the great I am is. The God that is the darkness comprehended it not. Hear me tonight. The world is will not comprehend God unless they are searching for God. God is the answer to the world. I do not believe like one governor said that God did not have his hand in it. I'm here today to tell you God's got his hand in everything because we serve the great I am that which was and is and is to come. I wish somebody believed this one God message right now. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, but the scene came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He is not that light, but he is sent bear witness of that light. Do we have any witnesses of the light of our God whose name is Jesus, the great I am? That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Do not be surprised that there are those that are blinded. Do not be surprised by those that do not understand. Do not be surprised that in a dark world they don't understand what you're doing, but we are in the midst of revival. We've got to let this revival swell up inside of you and I that we let the world know I know a God and his name is the great I am.
I'm telling you right now, it seems I'm talking to the few who preachers summed up a little bit. The altars seem to be in use right now. That the altars seem to be bound up a little bit. The altars seem to be tied up a little bit. They're not having church as normal. I'm here today to tell Ford Myers, you want to break the back of that dominion? It's time to let this altar know we've got a house full of revivalists that made up their mind, do or die. I'm going to live for God. Do or die. I'm going to serve God. Do or die. I'm going to have a breakthrough in an altar here on a Sunday night. I wish the generations of the I am would rise up and let everybody know. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. The world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Sound familiar today? But many, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. That is not a gender term. That's a positional term. Amen. Do we not have any of those here tonight that made up their mind? I receive the word of the Lord. I ain't just somebody. I carry the position as a son of God in this house. Oh, would somebody help me preach? He said, even to them that believe on his name, which are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We've got to recognize here tonight that if you're going to take on the dominions, hear me tonight, I'm telling you, I'm in the Holy Ghost, but if you're going to be pastor, the revival that God has waken you up at night, and you cannot rest until you know it happens, that you cannot be average, you can no longer be normal, that you got to believe every effort in the house of God is attacking it's attacking the revival of hell that even in the dominions and powers that exist among us that exist in the government it exists in our city councils I'm here today to tell you you've got to believe we serve the great I am that can change the heart of those that can change the heart and my God help me right now. You got to let this world know I serve the great I am. I am the God that parted the Red Sea. I am the God that delivered you out of Egypt. I am the God that knocked the walls of Jericho down. I am the God that caused the flood to come. I am the God that shut the lion's mouth. Is getting you in your spirit yet? I am the God that when you receive power over the past to overcome, you have power in the future. If you had grace before, you can have it again. If you had peace before, you can have it again. You had healing before, you can have it again.
we are living in a world where they don't believe in the demonic activity that exists among us. We're living in a world where they don't feel, well, it's no big thing. Let's just wait this out. Let's just let this thing pass. How many souls are you willing to lose to the revival of hell? Hell hasn't stopped its doors. Hell hasn't shut the doors. Hell, the Bible says, has enlarged her territory. Hell isn't doing anything else but receiving the alcoholics, receiving the child abuse, receiving, oh, you need to hear me preach. I wish somebody right now, you got to realize the world we're living in. We've got to make up our mind. Are we the revival that's got to be in this hour? There's two revivals going on. Hell wants every drug addict. Hell wants every coke addict. Hell wants every pornography addict. Hell wants them. That's why he's got you being a pornography addict. That's why he's got you being a drug addict. But guess what? Heaven is still here on earth. There's still a revival of those that made up their mind. I'm part of a revival that went back thousands of years ago. I am the joy. I am the men, one that mends hearts. I am the miracle. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is there anybody here that has decided that's the bandwagon I want to be on? But I'm here today to tell you, if the enemy can lock us up, I told me you already had your chicken tonight. It's time to go back to the plate. There's a little chicken left on the bone, and God's trying to tell the church right now. I'm trying to get you to a place where you operate so so powerfully and so anointed. Oh, that wherever you go, they'll say. Where are you from? I'm from the Rock Church. I've heard about the Rock Church. I see things are happening at the Rock Church. Why didn't you close your church doors? Because you will tell only revival, part of the one revival that matters. I'm part of the only revival that matters. I'm part of the only thing that counts right now. You preach about revival in this hour. There is a fight. I feel it now while I'm preaching. I have felt it all last night. I felt it all day today. I called my wife today. I said, baby, now, I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, my wife began to speak into my spirit. And I'm telling you right now, there's a demonic power that's trying to slow down even you where you're at. You can't slow down. You've got to make up in your mind. I'm part of something deep. I'm part of something that's deep. And I cannot. I Oh, you need to hear me. You're part of a generation that goes back oh, to even Moses' day. You've got to stop living under the idea. Oh, we're still serving the same God. So this binding in the demonic world, the feeling of fight flesh against 
the spirit. I feel it strong right now. Brother Willis, we've already went deep in the spirit. No, you really have. Huh? Oh, that's not where God's wanting to take you. God's taking you a place where you can't leave. Where you, oh, you'll want to walk home. You'll want to go get something to eat, but you can't. Why? Because you know you're in a fight because there's a real revival called hell or heaven. Amen. And so you got to realize I'm doing this not just for me. That's what a real church does. I don't do this just because of me. I'm doing it because I serve the great I am. I serve the great I am. The I am talks to us in Leviticus. I am holy. I am the Lord that brought you out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord. Your God, you shall do my judgments and keep my ordinances. Turn not your, uh, turn not into idols, nor make yourself molten gods. I am the Lord. You shall not swear by my name falsely, neither shall you profane the name of God. I am the Lord. You shall learn to fear the Lord, because he said, I am the Lord. Oh, do not put, listen to me, he began to say, do not curse the deaf, or the put a stumbling block before the blind. He said, because I am the Lord. Oh, you shall not go up down uh, as a talebearer uh, among the people. Uh, neither shall you stand against the blood uh, of thy neighbor. Uh, I am the Lord. Uh, shame on you uh, if you haven't found a neighbor yet. Uh, and begin to tell them uh, Lord's coming back soon. Uh, I can't find myself uh, oh, uh, where I uh, where the blood uh, of everybody we come in contact with. Hell. Heaven. Hell. A battle between two revivals right now, and the enemy has made up its mind. I'm willing to do whatever I've got to. Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. You're not going to find the answer. I've come to believe in the midst of all this stuff that there is a spiritual warfare among social media like I have ever felt. And you're trusting the wizards of social media. You're trusting the wizards of that voice to, so you can make an outcome. Somewhere we got to rise up. We got to let our altars be active to those that have received the great I am. You've received the word. You've received the things of God. You've made up on your mind. I'm part of that revival. I refuse to be on either side of it. I'm only going to be on one side of it. You can't serve two masters and live. You've got to make up on your mind. It's revival or not. You shall keep my statues, I am the Lord. You shall inherit the land of promise that I've given you, I am the Lord. Isaiah says, fear not. I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, and I will help thee. 
and I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. He said, I am the Lord, and that is my name. My glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to a graven image. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I've declared and have said and have saved and I've showed that when there's no strange God among you, that there shall be my witnesses that rise up and say, I know who that is, the Lord that says that I am your God. Yea, before the day I am he, and there's none that can deliver you out of thy hand. I will work, and who shall let it? This is what God's telling. This is his name forever. He changes not. He's telling us he will help us. He's telling us he'll strengthen us. He'll tell us he'll help us. He's telling us fear not. He's telling us keep breaking through it. He's telling us keep moving forward. He's telling us that's who I've got That's my people. That's who you are right now. Fear not. I am the Lord your God. I am the King of Israel, the Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first. I am the last. Beside me, there's no other God. Wow. Wow. I'm just preaching about one God. I hope he said preach. He said, there is no one else. He said that you may know from the rising of the sun... And from the west, that there is none beside me, I am the Lord, there is none else. Thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be in heaven. I am the Lord. There is none else. Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. This preach real good in that room right now, but I'm telling you right now, listen to me. If we can't get excited about serving that God and there's nobody else, shame on us that we can sit here and just do it when there's worship going on and there's music going on. But preaching is what saves you and I. If there's any time that we ought to get excited is, I know who the Lord Jesus Christ is. He's the God of the Old Testament. He's the Jehovah of the New. I'm telling you right now, you've got to let the world know there is no other Savior. Revivals boys fighting amongst us. Two revivals trying to separate you from the only revival that counts. He said, Look unto me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God. He said, 
even in your old age, I am he. You may be living for God for 20 years. He ain't changed one bit. If you've been serving God for more than 20 years, how many have been serving God for more than 20 years? Where do you think you ought to be during revival time? I look at Brother Donnelly up here. He tells me I am not sitting in the back row. He's been teaching Bible studies for, I don't know, 50 years or so. I don't know, but. You find yourself slipping back and not creating. This is the most exciting place to be is right here, right up front. You're being pulled from one side or the other. But is there anybody that's been living for God? I'm just, you're a young church, I know it, but has anybody been living for God five or even ten years? You ought to be the first ones to your feet when we begin to talk about revival. You ought to be the first one that rises up. And that's right. You don't have to preach with me, uh, but I'm excited about what God's going to do in end time revival. Because I know what the Lord's going to do. He's not changed not. He's not stopped the purpose of the church. That brother Willis, I'm old now. Let the young ones. Tell you this, and I'm probably going to be the old guy. I know I already look old, but I'm going to join the brother Donnelly. Sits on that front row. Every time the kids run the aisles, he's right there standing, clapping and smiling and carrying on, all excited about what's going on. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to bump this here tonight, but. I'm trying to get in our spirit right now. What we're fighting, we're fighting a non-savior relationship to the only saving relationship. There is no middle road here, folks. It's almost like we think we'll just survive, we'll just get past it. We ain't got time to just think, oh, no, 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 no. It, today is the day of salvation. We've got to understand what God's doing in this hour. It's time to let everybody, it's revival time. You're online, we'll teach a Bible study to you. Sister Manny taught somebody in Australia, and they got baptized in Jesus. I'm talking about revival. You've got to believe right now that the only God that you need to lift your hands for is the God called the great. I am. He's the only one. See, some of you didn't grow up where they had revivals called Oneness Revival. My grandpa got saved out of one of those Brush Harbor Day Oneness Revivals. When he got saved in that Brush Harbor Revival, he was already mad because my grandmother, she already went and went and got baptized. 
first night she walked into it. She came home and told him the story. And he got all mad and angry because that's what his life was. Grew up in the hills of Tennessee. And so we find, you know, that she said, well, I'm going back tomorrow night. They got revival service. He says, no, you're not. She says, oh, yes, I am. And he said, oh, no, you're not. I'll keep you from going. And she looked him square in the eye and said, you can beat me. You can push me down. But I'm crawling to that brush harbor. <laughs> Why? It was revival time. My grandpa got so mad and angry, he said, well, fine, I'll go with you to make sure you stay out of trouble. Some of you are right now fighting the spirit. You're fighting your flesh. You're fighting devils right now, and you don't know what's going on inside. I'm, talking, I'm the Holy Ghost. Some of you right now are fighting devils, and you don't even know it, and that's why you don't feel the liberty to lift your hands, and the liberty is trying to get squashed. But I'm telling you right now, we got to make up in our mind like my grandma did. It's revival time. you got to crawl to that tent revival. you got to crawl to this altar. You make up in your mind. You can't go another day without believing God. This is revival time. So my grandpa, he showed up, made the mistake. As soon as he walked into that tent, he fell on his knees and crawled to an altar. Because the power of God that moved, and I'll tell you why I believe the power of God moved like it was because there was such a hunger for revival that people could not stand in the midst of revival. And so, my grandpa gets the Holy Ghost that night, gets baptized, never learned how to read. I told you just the other day, he learned how to read from his Bible. That's how he learned how to read. He was still still pastoring at 90-something years old. He's 95, 95 years old. Yep. My great-grandpa lived to be over 100, so y'all got to put up with me for a while. You see my genes? There are times that he would be called to go preach for pastors when they were gone. And he'd preach their services. And while he was preaching the services, he grew up in a world that hated oneness apostolic. And if you were a tongue talker, you were of the devil. And so he went to this church, so-called Pentecostal church. The pastor preached the truth. And he began to preach behind the pulpit. And as he began to preach, they came up to him after service and said, Sir, you come back here tomorrow night preaching like that. It's not going to be good for you. So she picks up the phone. The pastor's out of town. He said, Well, this is what they're telling me. No. And the pastor said, You just get up and keep preaching. Okay. So he goes back the next night and went preaching again and began to preach to them. They came up to him 
he said, Preacher, you cannot preach like that here. You come tomorrow, we're taking a road trip. So, calls the pastor. And the pastor leaves him out like a slaughter. You just get back up there and you keep preaching. So, my once mad at my grandmother for going to revival is now mad that they're trying to mess with God's plan. He goes back the next morning and preaches like his guts out. They take him, put him in a car, drive him down to a graveyard and said, if you preach like this tonight, this is where you'll end up. You said you want revival? He called the pastor again. Pastor says, you just keep preaching. So the pastor obviously knew he was on it. So he came back after praying all afternoon, seeking the face of God, because he believed in revival. He went back that night and preached until his heart about gave out. Preached with all his guts. And by the time he was done, those people who were threatening his life came crawling to an altar somewhere. Flesh, I want you to get excited about the revival of the only saving name, Jesus Christ. Flesh doesn't want you to come up here and stir it up. Flesh, oh my God, help me right now. Flesh wants to kill the revival. Dominions and powers want to kill a revival. recently heard a Baptist preacher. Baptist. Don't come talk about me. He said, this is crazy. We got all this kind of church building to have church in, and we're not having church. You know what he said at the end of his message? This about blew me away. He said, I'm here tonight. We're not here to do anything but have revival. And if that takes me preaching every devil out of every one of y'all in my church, I'm going to do it. You're facing the greatest revival right now. And so what the enemy is saying, now listen to me. This is this is the altars have become like, do we dare? Do 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 we dare sacrifice ourselves right now? We've got to become so ingrained that we we really know there's only one revival worth having church over.
you got some lost loved ones that are not here today. How many of you have lost somebody? I do. Hell's having revival with them. Hell's swallowing them up. We're afraid of what our neighbors are going to think of us because we're having church. We're afraid of them. Still preaching okay? Now you're going to be quiet on me. I do know what that's like. I remember when we, when God directed us to have a tent revival. I remember that. Had some old memories pop up though for me. We, we started this thing. We just, we put it up one night. We're still having church in our sanctuary. We set it outside the sanctuary, and the spirit of God left. While we're having church, I mean, we slow down service. Tent is gone like a wet blanket. I don't know what y'all feeling right now. Wet blanket feeling. Transition to church to a place of revival. And I'm, I'm telling you the truth. We walked out of that building at the end of that tent, and people were literally, when they walked in the tent, they were being laid out in the Holy Ghost. The power of God began to surge through that place. There was two revivals revival we did just pushing them and nudging us and and we got to go another level we we got to go another depth we we come on really i wish y'all understood how blessed could realize the potential of your revival there will be nothing like that in the past I watched this brother right here now he's the kind of guy like all the cool cum collection guys because he's smooth see I'm I'm gonna be the one that's gonna get all sweaty and nasty he doesn't do that he he's got his act together he's better than I am but I saw him tonight get out of that choir he was like Superman 
he all of a sudden, he learned the Holy Ghost whirlwind. He started doing things tonight, and I'm thinking, I started bawling over that. I said, that's the kind of revival that I'm talking about. Why? He's got more Bible studies that he needs to develop. He's got more things that he's got to do. And you've got to believe right now, there's a real fight against you and your desire to have the greatest revival you can ever have. But the enemy's going to come in like a flood, and he's going to push back everything you do. Why? Because he's having his revival. see such manifestations of outpouring of things that we've only preached about and dreamed about. I'm just crazy enough to believe that, Pastor, and I know you believe that. Where you will feel earthquakes move. You, you will feel God just by walking by someone and they're getting touched by the power. I'm talking about a revival, but you've got to make up. Any, do you want revival? No matter what the obstinate is, The enemy's going to push you back to the voices of social media. The enemy will push you back with the voices of the world uh, that are saying, you're, you're not clean, you're not clean, you're not. Yeah. We have some men that are saying, Brother Willis, give me my space that I can push back hell because it's not taking any more of my space where I'm going to have revival that God has given me. We need a people that said, I don't care what we got to face. I don't care what kind of obstinance was before. We're going to see a revival that's going to shake our world. We've got to believe it. We've got to know there's a real fight. But the devil in hell has mashed it. Jesus even dealt with it. Came to you and the woman. Walked among you. And you're like, I feel my spirit. Are we really learning? But Jesus said, now, you're going to do greater things than I do. Okay. But that means you're going to have to face people know not what you're doing. So while you're doing this stuff, Judah, you may be the only one that stands there behind a pulpit preaching. What are you doing? I made up my mind. I'm going to be obstinate to what fights against me. This is what hell's trying to do. It's trying to get you to back down and not have revival because it's having its own revival.
pressure that's on the man of God today to lead his people if he's in what they go through now. We need a people that's made up its mind. I don't care how I feel right now. I don't care how tired I am. If we don't have a move of God that changes lives, we're not having revival like I want. If we're not having a move of God where it's impacting people, we're not having revival like we need to have revival. I'm talking about learning the pressure and learning the obstinance that what comes before you right now. People came to me and said, Pastor, you should just resign. The voice of the enemy today is wide open, and it is so painful, so strong. Before, kids didn't learn of things we learn in rural. They're seeing things that they're younger. That they're having to make decisions at their younger age. Serve the great shepherd. That tells me his strength. His zeal, his help. Your brother Pastor Steve raised his kids to preach it, preacher. Don't let everybody else suck it up. Preach it, preacher. You're installing revival. Learn to shut off the voices. Oh, this is not even in my notes. Some of you have come here tonight because you're you see what's going on in the world. The world even knows we deal with fear. That fear has taken over America. Governors know. City councilmen know. They know what we're dealing with. But we as Apostolic Church don't realize we deal with that. Do you, do you not feel the obstinate? I am trying to get the point across here tonight. There is an obstinate pressure. Churches now that are opening their doors are fighting the obstinate to what was compared to what they have. We've, we've had great churches, great churches. But what we're doing is impacting the state and the country. Haiti, Australia. You don't think that the pressure is not trying to do this to you? Enemy's not, oh my goodness, it's amazing. I'm so excited. I'm excited about this. 
down. Fear. Fear. What would happen right now if that church got a spirit on them that said, you know what? We're going to break through like we've ever broke through. The God of take a great man like you said, I need God. I need God. Men like that don't, that try to come against what God's given, that spirit also, that tries to hold back the thing. And they don't even realize they've been fighting against the wrong thing. I don't know about you, but there ain't no power like the Holy Ghost power. <laughs> Worldly power ain't got nothing compared to Holy Ghost power. When you got Holy Ghost power, you can pray over the sick and they'll get healed by, you know, by the help of Jesus Christ. You know, but there's no power. Worship. You don't even feel demonic. You don't even know that you're fighting a demonic thing. You think it's just human Trying to make it a tool. Trying to twist you into a dirty thing. So the demonic activity is the best way for you not to realize that you this is Sit there and go, I can't do it. I don't want to. Or is there something going to rise up inside of you? That says, you're not going to stop me from preaching. You're not going to stop me from worshiping. You're not going to stop me from praising God. You're not going to stop me from having a move of God. You're not going to stop me right now. That's why you got to believe right now the enemy's good at masking that it has went to where you don't even see it no more. But you've got to pray to God tonight. God, let me see the spiritual warfare that we are dealing with. I wish the gift of discernment would rise up in this church right now, that the gift of discernment would rise up and you say, oh, devil, you showed your face to the wrong Sunday night live because we are going to have a move of God whether you like it or not. I wish I had some intercessors here tonight. I wish I had some revivalists right here tonight uh, that you've been saying, Jesus' name, uh, I believe the Lord uh, is going to use us uh, to tear down.
down the devil's kingdom, pulling down every stronghold, every imagination of the wicked mind. Tear it down that you believe, God, we are in this revival right now. But we have become dull to our senses because we've learned to live on a high instead of learning to live on the depth of what God's going to do in end time revival. We've learned to feel good and go home. Why don't we feel good until we know we have broken the back of some demonic activity that's trying to hold back the apostolic church and have revival like we've ever seen. up here. Now preach those words. Preach your word. God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness. Lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken in the name of Jesus. The enemy's defeated and we will shout it out. God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up a kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, the enemy's defeated and we will shout it out. I'm telling you, I wish I had some shouters here tonight uh, that will let the enemy know uh, we're going to have our revival. Uh, no matter what the cost, uh, we're going to press our way into this revival. We're going to believe God for this revival. We're going to know God for this revival. Oh, I wish I had some shouters in this house. Come on. Uh, I wish I had some shouters in this house. Uh, we got to tear down the devil's kingdom. we got to tear down the walls of Jericho. But it's coming because there's a shout. There's a shout. There's a shout. There's a shout. I wish somebody shouted hallelujah. I wish somebody shouted Jesus' name. I wish somebody say in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
Come on, your praise is releasing somebody out of a prison right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. come down. Let the power of the Lord come down. Come on now. That's it. Push through it. Push through it. Push through it. Push through it. God for it, believe God for it, believe God for it. Come on, push through. Push through. Oh, let the revival come. Come on. When there's a wind of revival, do you have an ear? Do you hear the sound of the wind blowing? There's another revival here. Come on, come on, claim the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. In the name of Jesus, right now. Come on, all you gotta do is lift your hands. What are you doing? It's a sign of surrender. It's a sign of surrender. Press, 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 press. 